With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Chad and Zay. All right, let's go hour number three. He is maybe going to try to give it a go tonight. We're going to get into some NBA Finals talk. Got some NFL to get into. And, of course, Texas baseball. One win away from Omaha. Thankfully, they got game one at Stanford. Gave them a little leeway yesterday. Stanford fights back. 156 pitch performance from Quinn Matthews. And now... The winner of tonight's game heads to Omaha. We'll talk more about that as we roll through, too. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier picking out that beat to start the third hour. What do you got, Zay? Oh, no. Hell no. (laughs) Nappy Roots. Nappy Roots. I don't know where the Nappy Roots are. I think they had one album. They're from Kentucky. I don't know any members of the Nappy Roots names, but had a couple of hits. This was one of them. Good one. Good beat. Yeah, that's good. All right. Um, hopefully you're having a good weekend, or you had a good weekend coming off of it, uh, and having a good Monday, a little extra tension if you're a Longhorn baseball fan. By the way, quick shout-out. I hadn't mentioned it yet, but I did get over to Hayes City Store this weekend. One of our really good friends, my man Rick Sacamano's wife, had a birthday. I will not say what birthday it was because I want her to continue to be our friend. But um, great stuff. Hayes City Store. Zay, I think I might have made the most perfect order at Hay City Store. Oh, yeah? All the times you've been. All the times I've been. I walked in thinking, I'm doing the bacon jam pizza. I've done the bacon jam burger. I'm going to try the bacon jam pizza. Then I get there, and there's a special pizza available called the Chicken Bacon Ranch Pizza. Chicken and bacon, the ranch drizzle on top, and I thought, okay. Then I asked the waitress, hey, um, can I do that and Add the bacon jam, and she said, "Sure." Oh, you were wilding! It was incredible. Wow, it was incredible. And a similar move, my man Sacamano's oldest Zach orders the bacon jam burger and added bacon. Okay, and he said that worked well too. Yo, y'all are on to something. (laughs) If if David Pierce can make moves like that tonight, (laughs) like y'all made at A City Store, we got a good chance of going to Omaha. That was nice. Shout out to Travis and Tamara and the crew at Hay City Store. If you haven't been out there, it is always worth the trip. As I say, Uh, depending on where you live, you may need to make a plan to get out there, but it's always worth the trip out there in Driftwood. Uh, So that was great. Anything over the weekend you need to comment on? Shout out? Y'all do anything cool? You just hanging out? Just hanging out. Take it easy. I like those weekends. Oh yeah, yeah that's that the, was nice. The office space, Peter Gibbons weekends. I did every. I did nothing, and it was everything I thought it could be. Actually, I'm lying. Wifey and I we went to Blue Hole in Georgetown yesterday. Oh. And, like floated the water. Really? Yep. Got our little floats all nice and blown up, and we just chilled. Okay. Yeah, for about two hours. Like you see my tan. Nice. nice huh? You are looking nice. Right. And tan. That's what I'm saying. I should have pointed it out. Saying. 
You're looking like the dude on that Wendy's commercial. Look <laughs> at your farmer's tan going. Yeah, yeah. I'm not burnt chocolate, by the way. Somebody on the Specs text line threw out last week when I was throwing out my chocolate reference. I was like, Zay, you more like burnt chocolate. You know there's dark chocolate out there. I appreciate the jab, again, as a hater. I appreciate the jab. Mm-hmm. I, I took it, but yeah. It's I'm dark chocolate, not burnt. Thank you very much. Yeah, how dare all of y'all for right? that one? Um, so we got uh, we got some football we're going to get into here in a sec, but let's get you updated on the NBA Finals. So Denver's trying to win in five games tonight, and Zay on the other side. We uh, we may finally see Tyler Hero after a long time off. He broke his hand. Earlier in the playoffs, correct? Yeah, in the first round. This is his shooting hand, right hand. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Hero may be back tonight. Does this change the way you look at this game? No, not one bit. You know, I mean, as good as Tyler Hero's been all season, 20-point score, around five rebounds, five assists a game, he's been big for them. But we've seen, without him, how good Miami has been, and we've given Eric Spolstra a lot of love for making it work and getting to this point without a 20-point score. Like, that's unheard of, especially as an eighth seed. And bringing him back, I mean, yes, he's a good player, but he he won't be in the rhythm, not in the Mm. NBA Finals rhythm. That's saying a lot. And it's his shooting hand, so that's gonna be in the back of his mind. He's gonna it's gonna be in the back of his mind that how is he how am I gonna fit? If I were him, I'll be thinking, how am I gonna fit with what the Heat are already doing without me? Mm. You know? Yeah. Like what is coach gonna bring me off the bench? And when he does bring me off the bench or whether he starts or not, whose minutes am I taking? Am I taking a little bit of gay Vincent's? Max Shrews, all those guys that have been huge all playoffs long that haven't really given you anything in the finals, which they deserve to have their minutes taken, especially at this point. Like, I was going to say, it could be a positive. Yeah, it could right? be a positive, but... You're breaking like, up a bad rhythm. Yeah, but like that might be tough for somebody like Tyler Hero, who came out and said he doesn't want to disrupt the rhythm of his team. And now you're just in desperate mode. Yeah, he said that earlier this lock, year. Had they locked him in a room for games three and four? Just, what rhythm is he messing with? That, I mean, he's, he said that early. It oh, might okay. have been like leading up to the finals because everybody okay. knew that there was a possibility of him coming back like game one. I got you. And he said that, yeah, if I'm healthy, I, I don't want to get in the way of what we already have going on. But, yeah, you're right. Like at this point, like you throw – the whole kitchen sink yeah. and the microwave at them because that's you're desperate if you're Eric Spolstra. Bam, yeah. as good as Bam has been, like he's still getting torched by Joker, which we knew this would happen, but it's taken a lot out of him energy-wise. Jimmy Butler dealing with his ankle injury and just how much that's taken to get the Miami Heat to this point. You could see the shooters are struggling. Like they're they're desperate. And Denver. When you got Christian Brown winning games like in game three and Aaron Gordon playing out of his mind because you're so focused on Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, Bruce Brown doing what he did in game four, sometimes you just got to tip your hat to the team and say, hey, they're just better than us. This was like how it was in 2020 in the bubble where you faced LeBron James at 35 and he was giving you 30, 11, and 8, and Anthony Davis was blocking everything in sight. You just got to tip your hat and say, this is the better team. We are an AFC for the reason, and we finally met our match. Zay, you talked about this earlier. I don't think it can be overstated just how impressive Denver was while Jokic was in foul trouble. 
in Game 4. That could have turned the game, changed this whole series. He got in foul trouble with a hunk of time left. They were able to keep that fourth quarter dead even. 22 all. They had a 13-point lead going in. They had a 13-point lead coming out. Gordon was a massive part of it, the leading score. That impressed me more than anything else in that game. And then you pointed out, Jokic kept his mind. He kept his leadership going on the sidelines when he knew he wasn't going to be able to help him on the floor, and the rest of the team just lifted everything up. If I'm a Miami fan, player, or whatever – that's what would have ultimately taken my soul. That's why I might lay those nine points tonight. I think that might have taken Miami's guts away and, and taken their their hope away because he's right. That was the prime moment, and they still lose by 13. Yeah, I, I agree. Aaron Gordon, just, you want him to shoot threes, and he knocked them down. He stared right at Bam on the bio one time in the corner, and Bam was like, shoot it. And Aaron Gordon was like, I Three for four. Yak him. Three for four. Another, another time, wide open. There's one of those just you kind of just throw your arm out there, like ah, oh, he ain't gonna hit it. Oh damn, he hit it. What is it you say? We'll live. Yeah, right? we'll live. We'll he's, live. A we'll, he's a we live shooter. And his answer was no, you'll die. Yeah, this is how you want to die. Okay. And then you're you're trying to double team Murray when he comes off screens, and then they'll throw it out on top to Joker. He'll hit a three. So now you're like, okay, we gotta focus on that so you double team Murray again they throw it to Joker you go to Joker now but now Aaron Gordon 6'10 is posted up Caleb Martin who's 6'5 big mismatch down low he gets a dunk and it's like what do we do Eric Spoelstra you're just like what do we do you probably look it up in the stands at Pat like yo Pat do you have a solution right you've coached like a billion games in the association have you ever seen anything like this and Pat Riley's probably looking at you like yo man I had my losses too. A lot of those Celtics teams, a lot of those Michael Jordan teams when I coached the Knicks, again, sometimes the team that you're playing is just better and there is nothing you could do. And if you go back in game two, Chad, where the Nuggets lost and Mike Malone dogged them, which Mm -hmm. great coaching, by the way. They've been a completely different team in South Beach going into game five, winning both of those games. But he dogged them and said, yeah, we were undisciplined. We weren't good defensively. And something that I don't think he said, but it probably was within the locker room, they did a lot of bitching in that game. Like a lot of complaining. Joker putting his hands uh-huh. up. Murray, yeah. all those guys did a lot of bitching where I was like, man, Miami, if I was them, kind of like with what we saw with Matthews and the Stanford baseball team, the pitcher, when he was throwing that fit in the dugout, but it was the opposite for Texas, right. you think, oh, we got them. We're in their head. They are rattled. They're not focused on beating us. And that They're was, focused on the rest. Yeah, and that was them at home. That was them at home. And, yeah, you're right. Malone did, Malone deserves a ton of credit for getting them refocused. Um, to the to the two stars for Denver, history stuff. Uh, Murray did have 10 assists. He had 12, actually. By the way, did you see 12 assists? No turnovers. So underrated. Last guy to do that in a finals game was magic with yeah. that many assists and no turnovers. So that history is still there. Four First four finals games. With at least 10 assists, unbelievable. Yeah, if they win it this week, one of these days or days this uh, week, we're going to have to go look at the top point guards in the league and where he ranks because he's right there. Mm. And, like, it's always been about his scoring first, which it should be. I mean, he's just a terrific shooter off the dribble. He has great, you know, layups. And he's bigger than what you think. Like, he's six foot five. 
So when he do, does those crazy layups and finish them with the right and left and throwing it high off the glass and, you know, he could get those second chance points, it's because he's so big yep. and he's such a good ball handler. And you hear the stories with his pops growing up, military bra- uh, background, his pops was tough on him, real tough, like – you might have to call Child Protective Service tough, like at mm. a point of time, like, uh, yeah. hey, it benefited. It's yeah. like it's he wasn't Lavarish. He kind of stayed behind the scenes, but you could tell Jamal Murray's a different type of cat because of his upbringing. And yeah, man, I think with this ring that they're definitely gonna get, it's just a matter of time of we start considering him as one of the top players in the league, and he deserves all the credit that he's getting right now. So then here's the Jokic stat that jumped out to me. Jokic, the, only the third player in the history of the league with 30 points a game, 10 rebounds a game, and shooting 55% from the floor in the first four games of the finals. The Freak did it in 2021, and Shaq did it three times. I think, I think we can all remember which three. But yeah. So, again, 55% from the floor, 10 rebounds a game, 30 points per game. The other thing I double-checked on, Zay, you know how many – I think everybody that knows the NBA knows. Shaq's got four championships, right? How many of those titles did he win having to go to seven games? Ooh, that Heat series, that was six because y'all just lost four straight. Mm-hmm. Um, 2000 – I felt like it's a game six against Indiana. Only went five against Philly. Mm -hmm. And it definitely maybe went five, maybe four. I think it was a sweep against New Jersey. So never. I think you nailed them all. Yep, never. It did not happen. So finishing it tonight matters historically. Winning in five matters. That series with Iverson that that gets the love, it's that one game, and then they stomp through the rest, and I double-checked it today. By the end of that game, that game five, they won by double digits. couple close games in the middle, but they won by double digits. I think the the resume that he's building and the feeling that I'm getting out of Jokic, everybody's been trying to find the comp. I keep coming back to Shaq for some reason. I keep coming back to Shaq and Kobe with the numbers these dudes are throwing up. They're getting historical with it. He is clearly going to be the finals MVP if he has a decent ball game tonight. And then I'm going to have even more of that Shaq feel if it can be super freaky center controlling an NBA Finals like this. The last time I saw it, I think it was Shaq. I can't come up with a center past that point. Like, go past 2 a true center, freaky, crazy center, to control an NBA Finals? Yeah, there isn't one. It's Shaq. It's That's Shaq. who I keep going back to. And at times it's like Shaq, Pau Gasol, LeBron, and Magic all had a baby. I mean, he's this wild combo. But that kind of what is on the line for me tonight. It's... It's do you guys finish this in five at home and start to make us think, oh, my God, this may not be the last. Yeah, and they're going to feel that pressure at the beginning of the game, but he's just so calm and he's a superstar that we've never seen before. So humble. Anytime they ask him about a stat or a record that he's broken, he just flat out says, oh, it ain't about stats. It's just about my team. Brushes it off. If we don't win, it really doesn't matter. They're just stats. We won the game. That's all that matters. In game three, with the crazy game that Joker had, he said Christian Brown won the game for us. Yeah. Just flat out said it. Like, going to get finals MVP, well-deserved, 
says Christian Brown won that game for us. He's awesome. And he's a great person, great superstar. The Nuggets are happy to have him, and he was the 41st pick. I still can't believe that. Like, they didn't even show him. When he was selected in the draft, they were showing the Taco Bell commercial. This past All-Star game where LeBron and Giannis or whoever, Steph, they were picking the games, he was basically selected last, and he had to get up himself because he was like, yo, ain't no way – Y'all are going to pick Lowry Marketing over me. I know I might not be an all-star player, but I'm the best player in the league. And, he, you know, he might not be one of those guys that uses those things as fuel, but he has a lot more yeah. toughness than you think. Like, he might be a European cat. He's a tough dude. He, and it, I think he uses those things as fuel to motivate him. He's His stamina's out fast. Like, the yeah. dude is ridiculous. No, it's silly. And when he shoots that three, the angle he shoots it at, it reminds you of Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. That angle with Larry could come from. The way he's shooting the three, that percentage, he's going to be one of the highest ever through the playoffs and in the finals. And then I think the other thing that I heard the other day, I think this is true. If he ends tonight, if they finish it tonight, he's got a chance to lead like all the playoffs in total points, total rebounds, and total assists, and no one player's ever done that. Not even Braun. No, I don't think so. I think that's the stat I heard. I think it's. I think I heard that correctly. Total points, rebounds, and assists through an entire playoff run. He leads everybody at some point. I'm not. We'll just see where it ends tonight. If it if it ends, but yeah, the the, the history he's trying to put up is incredible. Uh, so that game is seven thirty tonight. Obviously, a lot of a lot of folks around these parts will be watching that game and checking in with Texas baseball and Stanford. All right, uh, we had that NBA uh, story. We'll hit that next. In fact, we'll since we're a little late on this break, we're talking Denver Broncos next. They found an interesting quote from one of the Broncos players. Just a team to make sure you don't forget about because that coach and that quarterback are getting together. We'll talk about it next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. Rolling through a Monday. Hope you're having a good one. Busy night tonight in the world of sports. It's a very sexy tune here. Should I know this, Zay? Yeah, but no. <laughs> Ensemble or just one one artist? One artist. I mean, the first thing that popped in my head was like Beyonce, but that's not Beyonce. Yeah. Beyonce, I don't know. If this woman was alive, Beyonce wouldn't be Beyonce. If this woman was a uh, Aaliyah? There we go. Wow, okay. Yeah. It's an interesting way to phrase it. I mean... That was some serious talent. 21, 22 when she died, 21. right? 21, yeah. That's a sad one, too. There's a lot of sad deaths in music. She's on the list to me because it's like, there's just really sad, stupid ways to die. And that one was sad and stupid. That was, hey, don't too, put too much weight on the plane. Yeah. What? That's how she died? Yes, that's how she died. Yeah, and, I think they found, like... Cocaine in the pilot's system, too. Oh, yeah. That was that was a lot of bad stuff yeah. about that incident. Now, and Aaliyah was involved with R. Kelly at one point, right? Yeah. AJ, none but a number. That's another thing. If Aaliyah lives, how much do we really find out? Maybe that we don't want to know. Right. About that whole thing. 
that whole relationship and that whole run. Uh, rest in peace to Aaliyah. Uh, also, Anthrax, Kiss, Bad Company, and Jackie DeShannon on the show today. By the way, I apparently have proved myself today to be an Anthrax poser because that was Joey Belladonna earlier. Oh, that no. was first album you played, apparently. Early, early anthrax i was not familiar with the track and it was early joey belladonna so my bad wow didn't mean to insult the new lead singer or joey that was early early anthrax you played you went way back that's tough there you go it's a tough one there you go i'll have to get punished at the next anthrax show they'll throw me in the pit for that one <laughs> they will throw me in the pit all right let's go with why today matters and we'll talk a little nfl here we go why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. We've also got one of our favorites with a birthday today. We will hit that. Uh, but on this June 12th, let's get a little NFL here. Zay, you were talking to me about, um, and we're only 90 days away from the first NFL Sunday, an interesting comment you heard from a guy that made a name for himself in Texas in college and is now hoping that things are about to really pick up in the NFL for him. Yeah, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, Cortland Sutton. He said that he just got Michael Thomas 2019 targets for his year, that he broke the record, which he's basically saying he got all the film on that, so he's going to watch it because with Sean Payton there, Mm -hmm. he feels like he could have that type of season, especially with Russell Wilson running the show, and he also said that yeah Michael Thomas one of the best of all time and you know you could see how he got open in Sean Payton's system so I mean I get it that's what you're supposed to do if you're a wide receiver and that coach that made Michael Thomas or helped make Michael Thomas have that record setting season and you want to have a good season of your own you do stuff like this and even with what we saw with last season with Russell Wilson, I'm still expecting him to have a big season. I don't think it'll be Pro Bowl type year, but I think the Denver Broncos with Sean Payton running the show, they're going to be a lot better than what we saw last year, and they're going to surprise and beat a lot of pretty good teams. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people kind of forgot about them fourth in the division, and as bad and sloppy and weird. I mean, I even said it during last season. I was like, it's like Russell forgot how to play football. Like the, the, the coaching staff and the play callers just make him look like he's way out of it. But the respect level you probably need to have for Sean Payton and Russell Wilson probably need to ratchet it back up. I'm, I'm glad you found that comment from Sutton, too. I've always liked him. He is my kind of NFL receiver, man. I love the bigger receivers in the NFL, 6'4 guys. You don't have to be blinding fast. You just have to be blindingly good. Be good. Run your route. Catch the ball. You know, that DeAndre Hopkins vibe where it's not about flat speed. It's just about go catch an NFL pass. We always talk about how to hit an NFL window. Well, the first side of that's the receiver. Run the NFL route. Put yourself in an NFL situation and then catch an NFL pass. Sutton's really, you know, he's really good at it. And I love to, if I'm a Broncos fan, I'd love to hear that he's doing that kind of work. How about Raiders, Broncos, week one, afternoon game that will be in Denver? All right. Yeah. I mean, the Broncos should be excited. You think about Sutton and Jerry Judy. That's one of the most underrated wide receiver duos in the National Football League. You know, Jerry Judy, all the hype that he had coming out of Alabama, he hasn't lived up to that, but a lot of that's been because of injury. He hasn't been able to stay healthy, but when you see him on the field – 
and he has an actual decent quarterback throwing him the ball. He shows flashes of that first-round pick that was coached by Steve Sarkeesian and crew. So, yeah, man, I expect the Broncos to be a lot better, and it just last year was so sloppy and so toxic, and like you said, everybody just gave up on Russell Wilson. Like, just all the years in Seattle don't matter, don't mean nothing. Right. No Pete Carroll had a lot to do with that, but you look at Sean Payne and you look at Pete Carroll, I mean, hey, not much of a difference there to me. And talk about being a football great and football, you know, really good football mind. So, yeah, I expect the Broncos to be a lot better and they need guys like Cortland Sutton to have this type of mentality to get them back into where they need, want to be, and that's in the midst of the playoff hunt. So how about this from the schedule, Zay? They go to Miami in September. They go to Buffalo in November, and in October, they play the Chiefs twice. In Damn, in one month? Twice in three weeks. Damn. Twice in three games. They go to Kansas City on October the 12th, then they host Green Bay, then they turn right back around and host the Chiefs. Good luck. Yeah. But a fun team, I think, to watch. Uh, Sean, again, with the respect I have for Sean Payton, with the respect I have for Russell Wilson, and I never thought of it this way before, Zay, but think about this. That's two guys trying to find their second ring. Right. That's two guys trying to get to that extra legitimate level of multiple Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers trying to do it with another team. Russell Wilson's trying to do it with a new team. Sean Payton's trying to do it with a new team. Because that's a whole that, that puts you on that different weird level. Can I do it with multiple teams? Can a coach? It's just it's a rarity to try to do. I, off the top of my head, I can't think of one right now, but I'm sure there's one I'm not thinking of. But to be a head coach of multiple Super Bowl champions, like two different teams, that's really difficult to pull off. Yeah, I can't think who's done that. Like Shula, it's Don Shula, right? Didn't he do it? Wouldn't he have been? Wasn't he the coach of the team that beat the Cowboys and then the Dolphins won it? He would have won it way with, before my time. I have no idea. I think that'd be right. Yeah, because he did. He would have won it with one of the well, but he not with Marino, but obviously with the the, right. the, the two teams back to back. I think he was the coach of that team. Anyway, yeah. um, I know he he's the one that popped in my head as a maybe, but not many of them. On another note, think of the creativity that Sean Payton must have now that he's pothead Sean Payton. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> now that he's Sean at the dispensary. Oh, yo. Hanging with those kids. Just, yeah, hanging with the frat boys and stuff, hitting the bong before practice. Like, you, all types of genius should come out of Sean Payton now that he is on the ganja. See, you just came up with the secret. We all made fun of him. What he did was he shows up at that frat house, he sits in the back, he hits that bong, and then he just watches them all play Madden. <laughs> And he just soaks up information. Oh, wait. Did you go five wides there? Stewart just went five wides. That's brilliant. I'm going to do that with Sutton. That's what happened. That's what happened. Oh, man. I still can't believe that. Just hitting the bong. NFL coach. Mm. 2023. That's where we are. That's it. I mean, I love it. I appreciate it. Urban Meyer's thinking, man, I was just sitting in a bar just having a drink. Ah, it, was the, it was the woman they had a problem with, Urban. Yeah. Well, that's true. And maybe, like, don't kick the kicker. Yeah. And true. just completely disrespect him and call him call him by his actual name. He has a right. name, not just kicker. See, Sean Payton's going to be sending the kicker a bong for Christmas. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Being nice.
being nice. We're going to loosen up your leg. We're going to loosen up your you, – you're going to be hitting it from 58 now. Oh, team meetings must be amazing. <laughs> like you come in, they probably have edibles and stuff, waiting for everybody, just a relaxed mood. You know what I'm saying? Now, the thing, Sean Payton, um, when you start losing – you better be hot. You better be upset oh, yeah. about these losses. I don't want to see the, nah, a loss is a loss, but ain't it a great day? You know what I'm saying? Don't let that indica mess up yeah. what's really at stake, don't and ha- that's winning. Never hand out gummies after a loss. Yeah. Don't do that to the media. The, hey, man, it's going to be okay. If this is the worst thing that ever happens, all right, get him out of here. Get him out of here. Your voice is so stereotypical. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I want everybody to relate. I want everyone to relate. Plus, remember, I've never actually, since I've never done the pot, I don't know what the pot voice sounds like. I have no idea. My, it's just like If I ever do pot, I might sound like your cousin Avery voice. Yeah. Who knows? It just sounds like McConaughey, kind of. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that is yeah. that is a good pot voice. Yeah. Oh, man. I can dig it, though. I get it. Hands off the leather, <laughs> man. All right. Um, so, real quick, happy birthday. To Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, has a birthday today. Legend. Shout out to Mark. I shout out to you, Mark. Saw everybody giving Mark some love today on social media. Hope he hope he is having a great birthday. Also, if you are into the presidents, uh, forty one George Senior uh, has would have had a birthday today. He would have been ninety nine today. Died back in two thousand and eighteen. Also, uh, musically from yesterday, Frank Beard of ZZ Top, Donnie Van Zant of 38 Special, and uh, Bruce Robison, one of my local favorites, or area favorites, I guess I should say, from Bandera. He had a birthday yesterday. Diana Taurasi, uh, one of my favorite uh, female basketball players ever. My greatest quarterback ever in NFL history. People still think... People have decided that you can't have a discussion. Uh, but my favorite had a birthday yesterday. Joe Montana was 67. To me, still the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Somebody texted us earlier, Zay, the NFL discussion, it's Brady in the end of discussion. I just think that's insulting to pro football. Yeah. If, if you're telling me that you know for sure that Tom Brady is the greatest professional football player that ever played, and there's no discussion I just think you're insulting a lot of dudes. Yeah, I, you're insulting Jim Brown, Jerry Rice, Joe. Montana, like Heck. a lot of guys, Lawrence Taylor even. Right, Lawrence Taylor, old old school folks could talk about Unitas and all that. I mean, there's a lot of diff- there's a lot of different discussions to have. I get the resume, the resume is impressive, but I mean, in their prime, prime on prime, and I don't know anything else. Give me Joe, man. Give me Joe. I'll take okay. Joe. I can't knock it, man. I mean, that's just that's just the way I feel about it. I think that everybody that has decided that discussion is over is weird. I think again, I think two discussions are over. I think Gretzky and Michael Jordan. I think it's done. I think those discussions are over. Yeah. But in this particular one, eh, you know. Uh, so we were talking goats earlier with uh, Djokovic. Is he the goat in tennis now? Uh, and then Amanda Nunez seems to be the goat when you're talking about female fighters yeah. uh, as she decides to retire. So speaking of Montana. I see this clip, and I guess he has a documentary. Well, it's Joe Montana, obviously, has a documentary. But on one of the probably many that he has, Mm -hmm. he is talking about during his playing days, he would use the sideline phone to call his wife. What? During games? During games to call his wife. And she'd be like, what the hell are you doing? And he'd be like, yo, what's going on? 
Like, like he's good? checking on stuff at the house? I guess. Hey, I might have left the iron on. Can you just double yeah. check me? As a Cowboys fan, how's that make you feel? <laughs> that this dude was so locked in, one of the greatest of all time, he could be, you could literally die on the field. And this dude's worried about what his wife's wearing at the at the crib. It, honestly, it doesn't make me feel any better or worse. It just increases the legend of Joe Montana to me. I'd never really heard that story. But like the John Candy story was the one. When we heard the John Candy story, it's like, wait, he did what? Super Bowl twenty three. They're down. He's about to start one of the most famous drives in Super Bowl history. Throw that pass to John Taylor at the end of it. At the beginning of the drive, he senses that everybody's nervous in the huddle. And he looks through the huddle and sees John Candy in the crowd. Hey, look, it's John Candy. Over yeah. <laughs> and Randy Cross and those guys are like, what are you, what are you, dude, we're trying. That was Joe Montana. Right. So maybe that was his way of disconnecting from the game real quick, call the wife, get a little real life stuff, and then go back. Like he had the ability to have his brain doing all those things at the same time. That's what's so impressive to me about Joe. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I know. I've never heard that. Yeah, you got to be a smooth player. Call your wife in the midst of a football game. Like, hey, baby, what you got on? Niners. You got, you got on that lingerie says I like. You, know, you hope you got that on when I come home. If we win, you better have it on. You know what I'm saying? Okay, got to go. The Niners defense is out on the field and her phone rings. Uh, hello. Hey, um, which one of the kids has the play next week? One of them has a play. One of them has a baseball game. I can't. I just can't get it straight in my head. Joe? Joe, <laughs> is this you? What are you doing? That'd be so awesome. Either uh, way is good. Your way is great. If he's direct, just thinking about her. Yeah, think about her. But just if it's weird everyday stuff, I love that too. Women love when you call them at work because they're like, man, he's working, but thinking about me? Mm, yeah. Like you and I couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, we could, but it'd be a little weird. Oh, during a show, <laughs> during a break, if I ever call my wife, it flips her Yo. out. Too. Whoa, whoa, what's going on? Are you okay? Is everybody right, all right? right? She thinks it's an emergency if I'm calling. Exactly. Yeah. But, yo, to keep that, man, he's still married. Yes, he is. Happily married. Yeah, what's her name? Jennifer. It's a real basic blonde hotties yeah. name. Yeah, I can't she still remember looks her name. Good. And she still looks great. Right. Yeah. Good for him. Happy birthday to Joe Montana yesterday. Of course, that old school is Notre Dame. All right, hope you're having a good June 12th. If you're a Longhorn baseball fan, you'll be having an even better June 12th if Texas can get by Stanford tonight and get to Omaha. We'll reset that one for you one more time and get you stems and seeds coming up on the Horn. Chad and Zay. All right, just about done on a Monday. Whoa. Was... Whoa. It's not that song, but it's like a tribute to that song. Is this like a female singing the thong song? What's going on? No, it's just... Or is it the thong song? No, it's not the thong song. Come on, man. Well, no, I just heard the lyric from the thong song. <laughs> She's just paying homage to Cisco. Why would someone do that? What do you mean? Why would someone pay homage to Cisco? Because it's a legendary song. Oh, okay. All right. I do not recognize this, though. Who is it? Trina. Okay. Pull over. Trina. Yeah. From mm-hmm. Miami. She doesn't get the love like Little Kim or Missy, Nicki Minaj, but she has her own place in women hip hop. All right. 
Trina, Aaliyah, speaking of the ladies, Anthrax, Kiss, Bad Company, Jackie DeShannon, all on the show today. The Nappy Roots beat to get this hour started. And it's all about how it ends tonight for the Longhorn baseball team. They play Stanford at 7. You heard Craig with the Craigway Report getting you a little extra info. 6.45 pregame. That means Soccer Matters will not happen tonight live on the Horn. We'll move that to tomorrow night at 7. Also, no Rangers on 1260 or 101.9 tonight. We want to make sure the Longhorns are on all the frequencies as they fight for a trip to Omaha, and remember that Tennessee Southern Miss game starts at five. So everything's on ESPN Family and Networks tonight. Those the baseball's on ESPN and ESPN two, and then ABC has Nuggets and Heat. Denver going for the title. All right, lots of good text coming in. We thank you for that on the Specs text line three three seven three seven seven six to the person who texted in. If Tom Brady had used the sideline phone a little more, maybe Giselle wouldn't be wrestling with the trainer as much. <laughs> that, that's well played. I'm not sure what it means, but it's well played. And our man CB lets us know his favorite pro football player is Jerry Rice, followed by Lawrence. Taylor and someone called me out because I said seven wins and nine Super Bowls was impressive. A triple double is impressive. Brady's resume is the best there is all time. He does have the best resume in terms of an NFL quarterback. So, but please don't take the word impressive as an insult. Of course, it's impressive. Yeah, what? Of course, and I don't think I was even talking about his specific, uh, you know, his specific resume there. Yo, CB, I'm right there with you on Jerry Rice. The only thing that might be an argument for that was the short ass braids that he was rocking in mm, Oakland. Yeah. That was such an issue that it might be, it might get in the way of him being the greatest of all time. That's true. Because one thing Joe Montana can never say: Joe Montana never got beat by the Bucks in a Super Bowl. Yeah, Jerry did. Yeah. Sorry. Jerry lost to Brad Johnson in the Super Bowl. That happened. <laughs> Jerry, greatest wide receiver of all time, worst braids of all time. <laughs> you can't be good at everything. You, can't. you <laughs> can't be good at everything. All right, before we get out of here, let's go stems and seeds and get you an update on that crazy golf story. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Did you catch this headline PGA Tour Live Golf Partnership facing government scrutiny. Oh, I'll admit I had not thought of that angle. The U.S. Senate's Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations has opened a review of the PGA's plan, uh, planned alliance with the European Tour and that Saudi Public Investment Fund. So, Zay, are we going to see some Senate hearings where Greg Norman and Monaghan and all these dudes have to show up? Maybe. I mean, maybe we know there's a lot of people that don't like this merger and there's a lot of people that are going to fight against it. So, yeah, I'm not surprised this is coming up one bit. When you're reading through those stories and it says the PIF will be the lone investor, that might that that gave me a little bit of a moment of pause. And I'm just kind of a fan on this thing from the outside. Imagine what the U.S. government might think of that. Uh, in what they've called like a truly American entity, the PGA Tour, going into an agreement with this Saudi fund might be something they want to ask questions about. Again, tonight with the NBA Finals, Tyler Hero going to try to go possibly with that broken hand for the Miami Heat. Zay, you and I both said Denver in five. We can't stop now, right? Nope, this is it. This is it. We're gonna. Can we be right? Let's let's find out. I do think it ends tonight. Joker MVP. Oh yeah. Yep. 
There you go. Too easy. By the end of tonight, maybe we have two jokers, the one in tennis that can't seem to lose and the one in basketball that may have just started winning rings. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow for a Tuesday show. And, of course, Texas baseball here tonight. So, ball don't lie coming with Rod and Harge and Patrick. 645 pregame for Texas and Stanford. The winner goes to Omaha. Both know how to do that. We'll see who's going to do it tonight. Keep it right here. Have a good Monday.